You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And away we go. The Sunday smash is underway. Look at my man, all corporate, looking good. That's Irish Fell right there. I'm Jeff. Gene, uh, <laughs> Gene, uh, Gene had his uh, henchmen come over here and demand that I put up the backdrop. They're coming to your house next. They might be there uh, sometime this week. They're going to demand that you uh, wear the, the corporate flag in our videos from now on. No, just kidding. I think I was mostly just jealous because Corey had one. I think Tom's yeah. got one. Aslan's got one. Everybody's got oh, one. I have one, by the way, Ira. I have one. It's sitting over there, but I just like this cool shit behind me. That is, yeah, you're right. If I had, if I had that behind me, especially the lightning doll, uh, <laughs> I, I'd go with that too. So, so I think I, I mean, I have a bunch of stuff I can put back there. Um, a lot of cool Florida State stuff. A lot of cool lightning stuff and buccaneer stuff so i don't know but uh i can i can start being more corporate instead of wearing this florida state gear i can start wearing the florida state i mean uh war chant gear something like that but uh how are you buddy you doing all right how's everybody out there i'm doing good man i'm doing good it's uh it's rocky times in the fan base though i had some uh some frisky interactions with some fans on social oh, yeah? media and on the oh, yeah? tribal council yeah because you know, I mean, we can start here if we want, uh, and you can disagree with me for sure. I, I don't, I don't think that fourth fourth down call was the worst call in the world. I mean, I'm, I'm no, not saying. No, right. Hey, Ira, I'm going to interrupt you. It was the right call. I'm not saying I would have done it well, necessarily. I'm not saying it I is am. the right. I think it's to me, it's right kind call. of a fifty-fifty. To me, it's a it's a field call. But but people are acting like that's like literally. I'm done with Mike Norvell. That call was moronic and there's some reasons that that call is not moronic at all oh, but there's a lot of reasons yeah. it's not moronic including what nc state was averaging per play on offense there was no chance you were going to get the ball back after a three and out we hadn't stopped them in a three and out all goddamn day it, it's not even an argument ira it's not an it, argument isn't it weird though that people left that game thinking that the defense was like lights out I, and i'm not trying to kill the defense they played well for stretches but it, it's amazing how people for so a lot of a lot of people i've talked to Feel like the def- and I'm not saying the defense was the reason they lost, but a lot of people walked out of that game thinking the defense played really well, and you definitely would have gotten a three and out or or at most maybe a first down and gotten the ball back. I'm not so sure. I, I mean, I don't know. Well, Ira, there's no evidence to suggest they would have gotten a right. three and out at all. There's yeah. none. They had there's three none. for the game, three and yeah. 14 possessions. Yeah, there's none. I, listen, I get it. People are pissed. They're frustrated. I don't want to besmirch people and and – and, and act like I'm smarter than anybody. I, I'm i just telling you, this team's not good. I picked uh, North Carolina State for a reason. Uh, I I don't know who you picked, Ira, but I mean, like I this, – this didn't feel like it should be a close game. The fact that it was a close game is a minor miracle. Um, I actually think this coaching staff did more to enhance their reputation in this game than at any other point. Um, they had no chance to win this game. McKenzie Milton can't play. The offensive line is, at best, serviceable uh, in the run game. They're terrible in the pass game. Their receivers are horrible. I I walked out of that stadium quite literally, Ira, thinking, man, this coaching staff is good. 
That's uh, yeah, I don't think that's the popular opinion, buddy. Well, they're I wrong, think, but they're well, wrong, Ira, and that's okay. Well, they can be wrong. And this is the one thing I wanted to say. I, you know, we have this platform. Um, the only time I really get a, take an exception when when people criticize me, and I, we, I get plenty of criticism on the the site or on social media, but like when it goes from I disagree with you to you're an idiot. I should never read anything you ever write again. It's like, yeah, yeah, settle yeah. down here. We can have a difference of opinion. I can think it was the right call or I could think it at least wasn't a bad call, but that doesn't mean we have to, you know, it's like now you never want to see anything I ever have to say again. So anyway, but yeah, to your point as, as from the grand scheme of things, I don't know if Jordan Travis had played and I don't know if this team had been healthy all week that the Florida state was going to beat NC state. I think NC state's a more complete team. That coaching staff's been there for eight, 10 years. Uh, they're, they've been a better program for several years. They haven't had to rebuild the roster in the last year or two. They have a better quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I, I, so when you take Jordan Travis out of the equation and you throw all the kids being sick during the week, you know, I, I understand why people don't want to ever lose a game and they don't want to lose two in a row and they don't want to be in three and six. But, you know, I think if you're reasonable, it's not. It was not an unreasonable outcome of that game. Well, I think I, I think the frustration mounts, and and you know I get it. I mean I I mean listen, I I, I can take criticism too, Ira. I mean there's a lot of pissed off people. Um, you know, uh, Rick, fuck you. Um, I, I just I think the whole thing is, it's okay to be pissed off. It's okay to to be mad that we're not any good, but to act like certain. Uh, moments uh, in this game, we're going to make all the difference. When you look at the overall metrics of this game, we're lucky to be in the contest. Um, that's true quite frequently. Uh, Florida State's not good. They don't have good players, and it's going to take a long time. I go back to something that I said, Ira, and, and you may remember this. Now, listen, I'm wrong a lot, so I don't want to make it sound like I'm always right. But I remember the first couple of days of practice. Thank you, Jeremy. Um, Thanks, Jeremy. I, I, I said, I, t I think it was Chris Nee. We're mutual friends with Chris Nee, so I don't mind saying that. But I've said it to you before. I turned to him and said, man, they don't have good players. Florida State does not have good players. And nor do they have continuity. So when you combine those two things, and you're not willing to sit through a very lengthy rebuild, uh, you know, you're just going to be mad all the time. And there's no miracle uh, solution here. You can't call the touchdown play just because you want it. Uh, McKenzie Milton can't play. He's terrible. Now, that's not his fault. I hate that he suffered a terrible game-changing injury in his career. Um, but he did. And they don't have a lot of options. And so at this point, you're just going to have to deal with not being very good at football. And you're going to have to hope like hell. And this is very, very important. You're going to have to hope like hell that that recruiting class stays intact. Because the best way to see them diversify offensively and call more things that you want to see and have more of a balanced attack and have success in the passing game is to get better players until they do, they have to do desperate things like go for it on fourth down and four, uh, you know, at a spot in the game where you wouldn't think that you have to do that, but you do have to do that, especially when the other team is averaging more yards per play than you could ever dream of stopping. So like the whole thing is it's a miracle. It was 21 to 14 late. That's a sign of how good this coaching staff is. That this game was a seven-point game, as late as it was, is a sign that they're capable of making adjustments, finding ways to exploit matchups, because they're not good, Ira. They're not any good. Well, I thought, it, yeah, and the, the point about McKenzie, you know, I don't know. I'd like to say, I'd like to say, I'd like to give the kid the benefit of the doubt. In a different situation, maybe he could be more effective. The arm strength obviously is not there. He can't it's really terrible. run. Right, so, 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 so it is what it is. Um, but what I would say, and to the point Timothy Scala made, it was up there earlier. Um, yeah, it's to me, it's the Jacksonville State game, the Louisville game. Those are the games. Like they're still fighting those. They're still people want to keep lashing them over those sins. You know, nobody thought at the beginning of the season that they were going to beat Clemson. Nobody thought the second half of the schedule was when the losses were supposed to really pile up. The problem is 
they didn't win the games they should have won early in the game, especially Jacksonville State. Notre Dame could have gone either way. Louisville could have gone either way. If Louisville, they didn't play well. Um, if they had played better, they might have had a chance to win that game. So my point is, like, people are just getting mad every time a loss happens, but these are the teams they were supposed to lose to. I'm not saying you, you should lose to NC State, but NC State's a top-20 team. They're 7-2 and two for a reason. They're a better program than Florida State is right now. So there's not a shame in that. Just like if they lose to Miami coming into the season, most people thought they were going to lose to Miami. If they lose at Florida, and I know Florida's a train wreck right now, but if they lose that game, it's a game in Gainesville. Florida State doesn't usually win in Gainesville. But because the wins, the losses keep mounting, the frustration keeps mounting. Florida State was the better coach team on Saturday, Ira. Um, NC State, facing a team with comparable talent, would have lost the game. I, I You know... I don't know what else to say. I mean, like, I think we're going to end up being really, really tired and really, really exacerbated because Florida State outcoached NC State in this game. Uh, otherwise, it would have been 56 to 7. Uh, this is the stuff that used to piss me off with Bowden when he had a better team. So, like, watching Dave Doran do, do less is really frustrating, I think, if you're an NC State fan because I think Florida State outcoached NC State. Um, Florida State has very little – going for it right now. Um, I what don't do, well, what they do have going for them is with Jordan Travis, they do have a running game. And in the last three games, we've had some questions from some people are asking questions about the last three games. I think they have a better chance in the, any of those games than they did in this game. NC state and Clemson were the two best running rush defenses you were going to face all season. They, mm -hmm. they average like 3.3 and 3.27 yards per yes. carry. These next three teams, you can run the ball on. And Florida State's, if they have Jordan Travis back, they can run the football. So it's just a totally different situation than playing two great rush defenses that weren't going to let Jordan Travis do what he does. One of them wasn't going to let him do what he wants to do. The other one he didn't even play. If he's available in those three games against defenses that can't stop the run very well, you're at least going to be in games where you're going back and forth. And if your defense plays well, you've got a really good chance to win. Yeah, I, I, I think the defense is playing hard, playing pretty well. Um, I thought Akeem Dent was terrible in this game. Um, but, you know, I don't know the flu situation this week, so I'm right. trying to give people a pass. I, you know, I mean, you can't take that angle on that play. By the way, those are fucking screen passes. They're not meant to go 50 and 60 yards. So if you tackle somebody, that doesn't happen. But, again, we don't know. I mean, uh, the, the relative health of this team um, is tough. I just I get so tired of our fan base. They they just don't recognize, and I'm being condescending. They don't recognize just how little talent this team has, and it's so frustrating to watch this group time and again come up short for a lot of reasons. I also think <laughs> I think this is the most unlucky coaching staff in the history of coaching staffs. I mean. Right. Nobody wants to hear that, Ira, but you know what I'm talking about. I mean, my goodness gracious, to inherit this bunch and then have a COVID year followed by, like, you know, a lot of things that have occurred that we, you know, this is a long-term rebuild, a very long-term rebuild. They're not going to be good again next year, guys. They're not going to be good next year. So here's the deal. Can they be better? Yes, they can be better, and I think that's important that they get better because I will start to question coaching if they're not better next year. But I've already seen signs that they coach well with what they have. I think you have too, Ira. I think we yeah. both agree on this. They're a pretty well-coached team. They're just not real talented. And when you can't block people, you're really fishing, man. You're really searching. You're, you're, you're desperate to try to come up with something. People always say, well, just call this or call that. You don't have better players. NC State is a better team than Florida State, period. Actually, I think a lot better team than Florida State. Now, I will agree with you. I think if Jordan Travis had been there, they could have won the game because their coaches outcoached NC State's coaches. They could have maybe won the game, but he wasn't there. And, I, and, and, I'm, not sure, and I'm not sure they would have won him. I'm not but, sure they but, would have, but they could but, have. I say yeah, they could have. Yeah, right. But but you take him out of the equation. I mean, it's just it is what it is. The other thing I wanted to talk about, um, I'm sure a lot of people want to ask about because I've had questions on the boards and social media is about Chuba. 
And if he had been there, if Chubba Purdy had stayed, if he had not transferred, would he have been a factor in this game? The only thing I would say, and, and, I, and I said last week, I don't think Chubba Purdy was necessarily the answer for Florida State quarterback. The one thing I would say, because McKenzie was so in, unable to run the ball, and that was just such a non-factor in the offense, couldn't get anything going go in the first half, I thought, okay, well, maybe at least Chubba would give you a willing runner. But then when Florida State starts off with two touchdowns to start the second half, they figured some things out. They, they, they scored two touchdowns to start the second half. Chubba never would have played in this game. Uh, I don't think they would have made a change to him in the first half. Um, and then they started moving the ball to start the second half. So I don't think he ever would have played. Um, it would have been better if he didn't transfer with four games left in the regular season. Uh, but I don't, he, I would don't have, he would have played Saturday. Uh, he would have played. I don't know that he would have played, man. I, don't I think he would have got played. in the game. And the, the first two drives are so bad with McKenzie. He might have got a chance. It's possible. Just because but, they could have engineered the running game. You know, like that, that's the most semblance that they have. I agree with you that Chubb is not any good. Um, but they might have had a chance to, to try it. It doesn't matter. They would have lost the game. I, <laughs> I'm not mad. That's the whole thing. I'm mad at our fans. I'm not mad at this team. I'm not mad at this coaching staff. That's an unpopular opinion right now. That's right. fine. I actually think this coaching staff is kind of working miracles, guys. Uh, you don't want to hear that. I'm telling you, they're working miracles. They have zero talent on this team. There's a kid here or there that can play. I'm going back to what I said when camp started, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick by it. I got mad at myself for moving away from it. The first week I was out there, I remember turning again to Christy and to you later on, Ira, and saying they don't have any talent. There's nothing out there that's unique. There's nothing out. Name the unique receiver. Name the unique offensive lineman. Name the unique quarterback. Name the unique defensive player. They don't have anybody that can play. They're not any good. They have a couple right. guys on defense. Um, and I think yeah, well, listen, listen, you're right about that. Yeah. And they're transfers, Ira. They're transfers. Right. right. Well, I mean, this is what happened, man. You, you, and this is where I'm just like at a loss with people who are like, they want to make a change again or they want – it's like the reason you're in this situation, the reason you're in this situation is because you you had a coaching staff leave, you hired a bad coaching staff, you fired them in less than two years, you brought in a new coaching staff who has to rebuild the roster, not just because players weren't good, but because some of those players didn't want to play for them. I mean, there were two guys on that NC State team, Corey uh, Cyrus Fagan and Corey Durden. Fagan didn't play. They weren't kicked out off of, they weren't kicked out from Florida State. They weren't, have, this isn't where they wanted to be anymore. They're, they had been through two coaching change, changes. They didn't maybe want to go through a third, or maybe they weren't happy with the way Mike Norvell runs a practice. It's not who they signed for. Well, there's there's 30 dudes out there like that. There are do, And I'm not saying they're all having success at their new schools, but they were guys on this roster who recruited to play at Florida State who, when you have cha coaching changes, they all leave or get run off, and that's what's happened. So now you've built rebuilt it through young players, through the transfer portal, and here you are, but that's going to take a couple more years. Now, if you want to make a change again, I mean, you can, you're more than welcome to be in this cycle for perpetuity. Um, yeah. but no, you don't want to do that. No, you don't want to do that. Here's one thing this team doesn't do quit. They fight all the time. They are, so, I, they make me proud. So if you guys think that I'm hard on this team, you're wrong. This group fights harder than most any team I see in the country. Did Florida fight the other night against uh, South Carolina? No. They fucking laid down. If you watch our team, this team fights their ass off all the time. All the time. Until they get better talent, they're not going to win games like this. But they are completely flipped. That locker room has completely flipped. They have bought in completely with what this group does. Now, listen, at some point, I get it. You got to win games. I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the year. I actually suspect Florida State will not win another game, another game this year. But I do think I see a difference in the way they compete, in the way they practice, in the way they care. So if you get an influx of better players, that ends up translating in, in wins. Um, you know, it's the Bowden quote that everybody likes to refer to, but I think he's right. You know, at first you lose big, then you lose small, then you win small, then you win big. I think that's where they're at. They're losing small right now. They're losing small. They're fighting like hell 
They just aren't good enough to win these games. And they're certainly not good enough to win these games when they have a flu, you know, run through the entire campus and everybody misses practice. And, you know, like people got mad at me this week talking about the, the word I had heard was that Jordan Travis hadn't practiced. And I'm, I'm sure Mike Norvell didn't like that. But the bottom line is when, when a guy, when your starting quarterback misses an entire week of practice and then can't go, and you have other people that are important to the operation mispractice, it's awfully hard when you're the underdog to begin with to come out there and, and be that depleted and, and, and hope that you can win a game. And yet it was 21 to 14 late. So again, I, I actually think they're pretty well coached. And I think if you, when you talk to coaches, Ira, and when you talk to analysts around the country, they can see the difference in Florida state. They, they, they know that this is a team that competes, you know, it, it, it sucks to be where we're at. It is so hard. I'm with you, man. I get so exhausted. And it certainly doesn't help to watch them take the field with those shit uniforms and then watch them lose like that. And it's just tough. It's just like adding things on. But they didn't lose Saturday because they were outcoached. They outcoached NC State. And they lost. Yeah, and look, you know, I mean, I don't know where um, – I don't know that I would say I'm, – I'm not – as, as sure as you are that they're going to lose their last three games. I think all of these are better matchups. I think Miami is going to be a high-scoring game. I don't, Miami's defense stinks. I know they yeah. have a quarterback, but their defense isn't any good. They don't tackle. They're not right. disciplined. They're not oh, physical. We could win the game. We could win the game. Yeah. But and in Boston College, I mean, the quarterback came back, but I don't know if you watched much of that game. I did, he, but it was one. It's his first game back in eight yeah, weeks. But his arm didn't look any better, better than McKenzie's. I mean, he's like shot-putting the ball. I don't know what – you know, I know he had a hand injury. But it doesn't look like he's throwing it. Um, so uh, I don't, you know, if, if he's not going to throw the ball down the field, then, you know, I'm not all that concerned about him being back. So, you know, again, and then Florida, who knows? I mean, they may have a coaching change. I mean, that team is – I cannot believe what they did last night. It's 20-point favorites. They were down 40-10 to 10 in that so game. So I watched that game, Ira. I got back home from the game, and I just sat there in awe. I mean – you know, so I'm going to I'm going to bring this up because it's important for us to promote this. Uh, Tom and I are now doing this thing on a, a look around the state of Florida uh, on Saturdays. I mean, excuse me, for the upcoming Saturday games. Uh, it's for College Sportsbook. And we kind of got thrust into doing that last moment, basically, in the in, you know, in the interest of transparency. Uh, we were asked to do it because of college, uh, not college sportsbook, excuse me, hard rock sports book opening up. So Tom and I are both gamblers. We both like to gamble. So when that opened up and you could bet legally in the state of Florida, Gene said, Hey, let's do a Florida show. Let's do a Florida show. So it's kind of last second. Well, the, the reason I bring that up is that Tom and I started talking about that game and the Florida South Carolina game before the game. And I said, I would run for the Hills. I will not bet this game. Why would I bet that game? Because I have no idea if Florida's quit on their coach because it looks like they may have. And then we see this game play out. Ira, they have quit on Dan Mullen. It's over. Yeah. Now, by the way, that is the opposite of what's going on in Tallahassee. Now, we could be getting left in the dust right now as Florida State fans in recruiting if Florida was operating anywhere near peak efficiency. They're not. They're, I mean, they're falling. to South Carolina is terrible. Yeah. Terrible. And the they kid, beat Florida's ass. The so the play quarterback was uh, at St. Francis in yes. Pennsylvania, and then was not even didn't he? Wasn't, like he started his career, I think he was on the bench there for a couple of years. Then played one year and then transferred out. And he, you know, he he got beat out by their GA um, a couple of weeks ago. They, they made their GA the quarterback. They're so bad at quarterback, and uh, yeah, and he uh, he yeah. uh, lit up Florida's defense. So, so no, it's so, so I think the point is yeah. You got to ride it out, man. You got to figure this out. You got to get an influx of talent in. Um, I, you know, it's so hard to go through a rebuild. Uh, Florida State's really, unless you're older, like in your 60s, you have not seen this kind of rebuild that's necessary. Um, I just think we're struggling, man. I think it's, I think it's really hard. I mean, I can tell you that I think the worst thing you can do is think that making a change right now in the coaching staff is a good idea. And I'll be honest with you, Ira, I've intimated on this show and some of the headlines of my own show 
that I think I would probably be leaning towards telling Adam Fuller to have a good day, but I think I'm wrong about that. I think they're making progress. I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off. I think they're fighting. I think, listen, there's communication issues that bother me. That long touchdown early in the game, you're behind the eight ball right, right off the bat. They do that way too often. They also give up a lot of big plays. If you look at this game, 60-plus, 40-plus, 40-plus, you can't do that. But I do think they're getting better on a down-to-down basis. And I know this – I think this organization needs continuity. I really do. It, you know, Now, we'll see what happens. If, if Miami walks in here, Ira, and drops 50 – you know, we're going to have a different conversation, but they do fight. They do compete. They do give their team a chance to win. That defense got four or five consecutive stops when this game looked over. You know, I, yeah, I yeah, they yeah. Need well, well, and I think the, you know, the, the, it's like, it's almost like two different defenses. I mean, the, the front is playing like really, good. really, really well and yeah. playing so hard and, and had came up with some huge plays and that one possession uh, with Keir Thomas with the two sacks and one of them he's getting held. I mean, just they were relentless and they played really well against the run and the pass. They they did a really good job against NC State's running game, which is usually pretty good. And they got a lot more pressure on Devin Leary than I expected. So the defense front, front played really well. The tackling on the back end was so bad, but I don't – but that hasn't really been characteristic. I mean, I, I'm not going to make excuses that it was strictly guys being sick or guys missing practice time or whatever it was, but – there's a there's got to be a reason they were that bad tackling wise. I mean, it, maybe, I mean, throwing theories out there. Maybe knowing they didn't have Jordan Travis, a couple of the guys, maybe knowing you don't have Jordan Travis and not feeling like you have a chance to win the game. Whatever it was, I don't know what it was, but I thought it was out of character. We haven't seen the back end look that bad, um, really, since the third or fourth week of the season, and so that was disappointing. And if that doesn't get fixed this week. Man alive. I mean, Miami's receiving Rambo and that quarterback. I mean, they, they could throw for 450 yards if they don't fix that. I think they will. But, but man, the tackling has to get a lot better. Yeah, I, the tackling was terrible in this game. And, you know, I, it, I could focus on Akeem Dent. <laughs> I mean, that's turn your pads in kind of moment. Um, but again, I, you know, again, I I don't want to fault kids who went through a week of the flu. So I don't know. I, I you know, I I just can't. I don't know what happened in terms of uh, preparation. I know that it was probably very difficult this week. Uh, my yeah, frustration. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say on that note, in terms of the illnesses. I mean, and again, not making this as an excuse, but you know, talking to people around the program last night after the game. I mean. There were there was a feeling like man they were just glad they were able to play a football game and that they had guys because th- there were that many guys who were either mispractice or had been sick throughout the week and you know they didn't know which way it was going to go so um, so yeah I mean I, I think we we it, it's not fair to not pay I know everybody you know it's like we're in this world where oh you can't make excuses well I mean the reality is a reality I don't know how many people have had the flu or if you've been really sick. The idea of going out and playing a football game, I mean, good grief. Um, so, again, I'm, I guess I am making excuses, but I do think that probably played a part in it. And, well, Corey said it right, Ira. I mean, the flu is a good excuse. Well, I mean, if you have the flu, it's awfully tough to prepare for a football game. Um, and, by the way, you know, like I, people will say, like, well, can you start a guy that can throw the football? Listen, the – the quarterback room is limited. I, that's the only way to say it. Jordan Travis gives you the best chance to win by far. Now, you, I know you've tired of this argument, Ira. Corey and I get into an argument. It's really kind of relative. I don't disagree that Jordan Travis is your best option. He right. absolutely is. And it became abundantly clear yet again that he really is. But he's also limited. So my point is that you just have got to – I mean, maybe A.J. Duffy's that guy. Maybe you find a guy in the portal. But you've got to upgrade the room. And it's not just them. Those receivers stink, Ira. They stink. Yeah. So you've got to find there's a lot going to happen this offseason. It starts with the, the recruiting class that they have, which I'm excited about. And it does sound like they're going to be able to, you know, sign the vast majority of these guys, which is a big deal. 
And then I think you got to make a hell of a push, just like they did on the defensive line. Got to find some kids in the portal that can come in and help you. And it's easier said than done. I don't know that they can, but we're certainly going to have to hope for it. Kevin, um, thank you so much. He writes, I agree with you guys, but I think what worries some people is how do you get better players, recruit better players when the L's begin to pile up? I'm with you. I'm just saying, Kevin, I'm with you, man. It is hard, and and I'm worried for Norvell and his staff because this is a vicious cycle. If you continue to lose games, I'm sure you lose interest in you know not not the coaching staff, but players lose interest in the idea of coming to Florida State. They were able to find a way to get a you know if you go back and look at these transfer portal guys, golly, Ira, uh, Fabian Lovett, Kier Thomas. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, uh, they've had a lot of guys Jimmy come in Robinson. here. Yeah, they've all come in and done a good job. So they've had successes. Uh, I think maybe that's the way that you curry favor with some of these other guys. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, part of it was, and, you know, there was a couple of questions about Mackenzie Milton and whether or not he was a good take at the time. It was the right I, risk. It was definitely the right idea at the time. I mean, the fact that he was cleared to play and, and all of the intangibles made it make perfect sense. If you hit a home run and he turned out to be anything close to what he was before, then that's awesome. Uh, yeah. It didn't turn out to be the case. The leg, you know, this is something he's coming back from an injury. Nobody's ever come back from before. And so they didn't know how it would handle it, how it would handle weeks and months of practices and games. And I, you know, I don't think it's handled all that well. And I think that's affected his throwing. It obviously has affected his running, but he did have a positive impact on that room. And what he also did was, he, and I, I know you and Tom have made this point as well, he made Florida State the trendy school in the transfer portal. Yeah. Jermaine Johnson, Keir Thomas, some of the, Jamie Robinson, a lot of those guys were intrigued and impressed by him. And it also helped them with some of the recruiting of the guys that they got in that last class. Because those McKenzie committed in December, and that helped them close out some guys in this class, Malik McLean and, and the Josh Perel probably. But then also – uh, you know, kids going forward. So yeah, I don't think, I think it was the right decision. Just didn't work out the way you'd hope. Um, but as far as recruiting goes going forward, yeah, I mean, that's, that is definitely the challenge, but it's going to have to be a combination of recruiting, keeping these guys that they've got right now, and then really doing a great job in the portal again, especially at receiver. The quarterback one's going to be interesting. I, I get the impression that they're not looking to, I, I, and I may be wrong on this. I get the impression they're not looking to go get another young quarterback in the portal but maybe they would go like get a maybe, senior, maybe a senior, maybe a guy that's just got one year because you do have some younger quarterbacks. You got Duffy, you got Parson coming in after him. Um, I don't think those guys would be thrilled if they brought in a guy with two or three years of eligibility left um, at quarterback. Yeah. So that's going to be, well, you and I agree on this, Ira. Yeah. I, I think if you get a guy, if, if you get the right guy, you're getting a guy who's a junior or a senior mm-hmm. and who's, who's multiple, you know, he can do a lot of different things. I, I agree with you on that. Uh, I don't you know. You're definitely not going to grab a young guy. And I would also say, thank you, Eric. You are Thanks, the best, buddy. Thank you so much. I would also say you're not going to go grab like a um, Spencer Rattler or you, you you've right. got to get somebody that is a stand up solid. You don't upset the apple cart here. They've got good culture that they've built here. Ira, I think you agree with that. I, they have done a good job by and large large to get kids to buy in. You don't want to, you don't want to bring a guy in who's going to be a problem. Um, besides, you know, Spencer hasn't been very good, but his name keeps popping up and I'm no, 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 no. Go grab me a guy that's a junior or a senior. who's a little bit more multiple than Jordan. Let him compete for the job. He may not win it. He'll be a good backup. If Jordan goes down, Jordan may be your guy moving forward. There are limitations as to what Jordan can do. We all agree on this. This is this is the argument. It's like he's your best option, but simultaneously he's limited. So, yeah, you know, and it, it, yeah, that's the hard part. Right, but I also think you've you've seen quarterbacks. I'm not saying Florida State wants to go to this kind of offense, but you can go even more to the you know zone read and more to the. Oh, you can go completely you, to it, but I don't think they want to I, sell I'm, that. Ira. I'm, not, I'm not saying they want to do that, and I'm not saying they should. But I'm just saying I think they can modify some things for Jordan. And I don't know that he needs to be the answer in 2022. We'll see. Um, you know, you'd like to think they're going to have other options as well. But um, as far as, you know, this team and where they are for this year, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that he he gives it, and that's the only reason I get tired of the conversation because I just don't think they have any other good options. And we saw that. They don't. No, you're you know, right uh, about that. I, yeah. You're so so. I, I think they need. All, <laughs> I think you're right about this. I think we're just exhausted. Um, I have the conversation because Corey thinks he's Montana. <laughs> Uh, but the thing is, is Jordan Travis is a one-dimensional quarterback, and there are teams on our schedule that will always take him away. So your ceiling is very limited. That said, he is our very best option, and it's not close. It's not close. They have nobody else. So I think we agree. Right, right, right. And, <laughs> you know, and, and I do think that the, the reason I didn't get too mad about the Clemson game and I wasn't super excited about their chances in the NC State game was because I did think that those defenses were going to make it, it away. hard. Yeah. I don't know that these last three teams can take it away, is my point. None if of them Florida, are it, Well, I would say this. If Florida cares to play at all, they could. But I, but I agree with you. They may not. I mean, if they wanted to take it away athletically, they could. But I don't I don't think they care to play. And Grantham is a terrible defensive coordinator, so you might be right. Um Bottom line is we don't know what those other teams are prepared to do. I just know there are two or three teams on a schedule every year that could take what Jordan does completely away, and then you're fucked. So the, the, I just want to elevate the room. I want to elevate the room. And it, it comes across like I ripped Travis. It's not. I, he's your best player by far. He's your best. Had they had him yesterday, they might have won the game. They might have. Maybe. I don't know that, but they might have. Um they certainly were never going to win the game with McKenzie Milton, who, by the way, can't play right now. Can't play. So, Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Oh, thank you, Kevin. You want to read that or you want me to? Yeah, I really like Norvell. I think he has proven to be a strong leader and has changed facets of this program that needed changing. As far as Fuller, I don't think you can make changes unless you have a home run higher lined up. Yeah, so this is a uh, – I, I think we wrestle, wrestle with this um, – you know, here's where I'm at right now, Ira. I said it earlier in the broadcast. I don't think I'd make a change uh, anywhere. Uh, there are a couple guys that I worry about. I think I've intimated as much. You've heard me say it. I need certain guys to get better at recruiting, including Fuller. Um, I think continuity is really important right now. And I don't know that I would make a change unless you've got a guy that you know is going to come in and make a big difference right now. And, you know, the only way you, you know that is uh, Super Agent has got to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you, you we both Jimmy know Sexton. the Super Agent we're talking about, right? Gotta He's got to tell you. Jimmy Sexton to tell you who to hire. This is a, yeah, so all, if Jimmy, if Jimmy really Sexton, well so far. But I'm saying if Jimmy yeah. says, hey, so-and-so is ready to roll – and you think he's better, maybe, maybe, but. Right, right. No, that's fair. And, you know, again, one of the things I do like about Adam Fuller from what we've seen in the relationship, you know, Randy Shannon helps out as well and that staff. Um, watching the players, again, from a year ago to this year, it's night and day. I mean, when they there were games last season when they were getting blown the hell out. Nobody remembers what the games were like last year. I mean, yeah, you can say three and six and three and six, this three and six looks completely different than last year's three and six. Sure. And and when they were getting blown the hell out week after week after week last year, I watched on the sidelines and I didn't see a defense that really was connecting with Adam Fuller, was really connecting with the defensive coaches. They looked shell-shocked in most of those games. This is different. Like these guys, they're communicating, they're talking, they're trying to come up with answers. You see adjustments uh, during the game. You see adjustments. Um, you see how hard they're playing for each mm -hmm. other and for the coaching mm -hmm. staff, that's all real positive. So, yeah, I mean, there's a risk making a change there because you don't know. It doesn't always work out. These guys, how many of these guys that you see around the country that get recycled as defensive coordinators that I remember Jimbo, would? that's the guy, this is the guy I want. And they end up not hiring him for one reason or another. And then the guy ends up not being very good wherever he ended up going. South Carolina, buddy. I know where you're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just, there's not a lot of sure things. And if you feel like, this staff has found something with these players and you can reload the talent, then yeah, I, I could see sticking with it at the same time. Like you said earlier as well. Yeah. I mean, you go out and give 50 and give up 50 in these, these two of these last three games, then uh, you know, that could change you know, people's opinions. Yeah, no, it's but so I don't hard. Think that, but I don't, I don't see that happening. 
No, I don't see it happening either. I, I, I think it's important. By the way, I think Kansas City won that game um, over Green Bay uh, after Aaron Rodgers shit the bed. Um, I think, I th- yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, they did. 13-7. Thank you. Well, that's good because that's part of a three-team parlay, everybody. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I think that just – Stay in the course. Like, I don't think they're going to be a great team next year at all. I think that maybe they win seven, eight games. I mean, we're going to have to watch what happens in the uh, portal. So that that will change what happens. I, I don't know that we know how to deal with a complete and utter overhaul of a program. And we're talking about a long-term rebuild that nobody wants to live through. It's brutal. It's brutal. Because when you tell somebody like, hey, by the way, we suck this year and we're going to suck next year and we may suck the year after. I mean, God damn. How do you sell season tickets to something like that? Well, um, but, you know, and again, the, the other problem is that people are going to say, well, why is Tennessee turning it around? Why are so-and-so? And, no. you know, they're not all equal situations. I mean, different, different. Um, yeah, but Ira, Tennessee has been terrible for 20-plus years. I, right. You know, they're not just turning it around. They've been awful forever, and I, I mean, what they're five and four. I know. They're I'm not- just saying I'm just saying that's what people are going to – anytime, well, Arkansas is six and three, and, you know, how have they do – how can they do it? So I understand why people get frustrated because, again, like, yeah. it's frustrating. This stinks. This is, you know. Oh, it's hard, yeah. And, uh, you know, no, and, and the no, idea – of staring that a year or two down the road, but I'm not a soul. I mean, you know, man, just probably how I am. I mean, I'm just, you know, again, I mean, I'm, I'm more wired to see the best, see the possible, what's possible more than necessarily what, what the bad that can happen. Um, but you know, I, you know, I look at, you know, I think the running backs are quality. I think, uh, you know, the offensive lines can be serviceable. If you get better quarterback playing, better receiver play, that whole offense looks totally different. Defensively, I mean, you have to replace some of those guys, but I, but I think you've got some nice pieces to work with. You're going to have to replace the guys, the transfers, and there's a couple other guys as well. Um, I just I, I think because of the way college football is built today or runs today with the transfer portal and freshmen being able to play right away, which wasn't the case 20 years ago, they can come in ready to play because they're built physically now. That get, you, the rebuild doesn't have to take as long as you think. Is all I'm saying. I think they could get to decent next year and then you know take a step to being really good in two years i think that's reasonable yeah decent is six and six six and six seven and five man i mean i you know i mean especially if you finish you know if you finish four and eight i think seven and fives you know you're you're going in the right direction it's not great um and that's not looking at the schedule i just know you have non-conference you've got florida you got lsu um you know, in conference, you're going to have, you know, I mean, you're going to have some tough games. So, you know, I mean, I think seven and five is reasonable next year. If they, if they go five and seven next year, then you're having a different conversation. Yeah. No, no. Listen, I'm, I'm listening carefully because I, I, I value your opinion. I, I think six and six and seven and five is probably about the best they can hope for next year. Uh, if they go four and eight, man, there it's good. You can make all your, you can stump all you want for, or stump all you want for Mike Norvell and the coaching staff. They're going to have a hard time keeping him. Look, there's nobody at these games. I mean, there's nobody. So, at these so, Ira, so I would agree with that. I would say if they go four and eight next year, you are correct. Now, that said, they still won't fire him. Um, oh. They, they, what, what they would do is they would wait one more year after that, um, in my opinion. And, and, and maybe they would have to, but, Listen, we're projecting, you know, something that's a, you know, it's a, it's a unknown scenario. I don't think they're going to go four and eight next year. Um, that th- this recruiting class is huge. They've got to build some sort of momentum. Uh, Weldon writes, we definitely rally behind this coaching staff, but do you see any more decommitments from this class? Well, Ira, you talk to Mike, uh, Michael Langston, uh, yeah. a war more than I do. Uh, I, I'm not hearing. Um, I'm not hearing that they're going to lose this class. They may lose a guy or two because that's right. every recruiting season. But are you hearing that? I mean, do you feel good no, about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as as far as I know, I mean, I think there's you know one or two guys that they're concerned about. 
Um, and mostly it's because guys who committed early and then maybe another school gets involved. You know, there's a couple of kids that they've got that, you know, like the Aluba, you know, where Georgia comes in. Yeah. Uh, well, Georgia is doing this to everybody. They're going in and taking everybody's recruits. Um, you know, how they're doing it, they're, I don't know, but they're doing it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, if Alabama comes calling to one or two of these guys, that's going to, you know, they're going to have a tough time keeping them. Um, but I, you know, I personally, and somebody, there was a question earlier about uh, value or a comment earlier questioning their evaluation. I think they evaluate really well. Um, I think Alou Ba is a perfect example. When they got a commitment from him, he was a three-star. Not a lot of people were talking about him. Uh, he really took off during the camp season and had a really good year this year. And then you know, Georgia comes in and they want him. Uh, there's other guys as well. And, and look at the kids that they signed in this class that are playing. Kevin Knowles is a player. Amarian Cooper. Love that is, kid. You know, Cooper is going to be a player. Um, you know, Josh Farmer is going to be a player. I mean, they've got some guys in this class uh, that are freshmen. Malik McLean. I mean, they went out and got some really good players. And I think that's going to continue. Um, yes, they may lose one or two, but I don't think it's going to be because the team is struggling. I think it would be other, you know, high profile schools come in that are having more success and, uh, you know, maybe they can steal them away, but the class isn't crumbling by any stretch. So I want to bring something up because I see a general, um, consensus on the chat here that bothers me. Uh, the idea that, um, Dillingham and the offensive staff are doing a poor job. Are you insane? They're working miracles. <laughs> when I go back and I watch these games, and I do, and Ira does, and Tom does, I don't know if Corey does, but when I, <laughs> I say that lovingly, Corey, Corey's busy with some Netflix. But when I go back and watch these games, they're dialing up plays. They're dialing up moments in time where teams have a chance. This team has a chance to succeed because of one-on-one matchups, one against none, one against one. They just don't have the players to make those plays. So there's a difference between not producing when, when you have good players. You know, like when you have good players or a good offensive line and you don't score – it's easy and rightfully so to get mad at the offense coordinator. When you look at what Florida State's able to do, to, to, the halftime adjustments in this game, the three, the, the three against one, what they did, that was a really smart adjustment. He realized, like, I'm going to make you declare what you're trying to do so that I give my team a chance to have some one-on-ones. And he did it at halftime. So they came out the box in that third quarter and dominated the third quarter. Everything about that third quarter was Florida State's. And that was all about the halftime adjustment. Also, you know, the risky decision to, to kick an onside's kick. Right. So when it works in your favor, you love the daring riverboat right. gambler nature of that. You love the halftime adjustment of that because he gave you a chance to isolate and exploit matchups. Now, from there, NC State going in the fourth quarter did make an adjustment, but it took them about a quarter and a half to figure it out. And that's the only reason Florida State was in the game. So I, I just can't get mad. I mean, I just, I'm just not mad. I, I mean, the bottom line is at the end of the day, I was actually proud of this team and this coaching staff after this game. Yeah, you know, the two things. One is um, on the first part about, you know, the scheming it up. I mean, from a talent standpoint, just to echo what you're saying, I mean, if you go, and I'm, I don't want to go through the, the entire offensive roster um, and, and pick guys apart. But, you know, they're throwing bombs to Keyshawn Helton. There's not yeah, a lot don't of teams. Do that. There's not, well, yeah. it's not his fault. There's not a lot of teams in college football at this level where the level you want to be at, the, their primary deep threat is a guy of his size. That's a hard throw. Even if you had a good quarterback or great throwing quarterback, that's a hard throw because that guy's got a small catch radius and a smaller body. And you're going to have to put it in a perfect spot for him to make the play. That's that's hard for college quarterbacks. You need better, bigger, stronger wide receivers. You need more talented uh, wide receivers. And running back, I, nobody loves Trayshawn Ward more than I do. I love that kid. But he was a walk-on. You know, Florida State should not be in a position where they have to take a walk-on and turn him into your, your number two running back. 
Um, on the offensive line. I mean, it's, it's kind of a, man, they've got some young guys that are not, you know, they're playing, giving everything they bet they've got, you know, Maurice Smith, Darius Washington. I mean, they're, they're all redshirt freshmen. Um, there's a lot to ask of Robert Scott of those guys to be doing what they're doing. So it's not to make excuses, but just echoing your point, they are having to make do with a lot of issues. The other part, the, the part you said about how hard they're playing. That's the one thing that bothers me about the crowd attendance. And man, I get paid to go to the games, so I'm the last person that, that's going to criticize fans for how they spend their money and what they do with their free time. I get it. It's not fun to go to. A, it's not fun to go to these games when you when you don't think you're going to win. That stinks. But I do wish that, especially in this Miami game, that the fans will come because man, it could mean a difference. It's a likable team, yeah. And it's and it, they do play hard. I mean, and you're going to go if you're a Florida State fan. And you live in Tallahassee, you, or if you have the means to go to yeah. see Jermaine Johnson and Keir yeah. Thomas and Jamie Robinson. And by the way, that front four is really good. They are, and they're playing so hard. To your point, again, are they good enough? No, as a team, but and maybe they'll lose to, to Miami. But I do think, yeah, I mean, it, it would be cool if those kids who've come for one year and have really laid it on the line, you know, had had a better support. I mean, it, the crowds. It's because the team's bad. I get it, but the crowd's the last. Uh, well, know, yeah, yeah, I, it's pretty, because pretty the terrible. team's been bad for a long time. Right, right. Yeah, it's not this team. It's 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 that they've been bad for a long yeah, time. Like four or five years. So ago. we're gonna get to prize picks in a second. I'm enjoying this conversation. Uh, Mayan writes, "Why did it take until halftime to adjust?" So listen, you don't have a starting quarterback all week long in practice. So Jordan Travis doesn't practice as best we know. Your other quarterback doesn't practice all the way through. Several of the players that you're relying on also don't practice. You don't know what you have when you start the game. Mackenzie Milton has not started a game in how many weeks, Ira? So, oh so you don't know what you have. Some of these guys miss time. Some of these guys – couldn't practice at all. Some of them are game time decisions. Then you start the game. So you're trying to feel out what you got. So you get midway through the second quarter. You're only down, what was it, 7 nothing at that point, whatever it was. So you're in the game. Your defense has kept you in the game. They gave up the big bust, which I'm fucking tired of because they do that every week. But And that's a knock on the defense. But that said... You're hanging in, you're hanging in, you're hanging in. So now your offensive coordinator realizes, okay, this is what I have. Can I get to halftime and not tip my hand? Because I don't want to tip my hand to this defense because they got better players. So if I can get to halftime and still be in the game, I'm not going to make a change. So I get to halftime. Now I make a change and say, this is what they're doing. I want us to tell us, tell us, want them to tell us, are they in man or zone? All right, so I'm going to run three stack over here. I'm going to run a single over here. So I got my burner over here to the right. If you're going to let me be in man, now I know what I can run. So he made incredible adjustments just to isolate one-on-ones. And that's why the game got close because Florida State was able to pass the ball in the third quarter and they have no business passing the ball. Because their offensive line is not good. Their quarterback in this game is not good. And they don't have great receivers. And yet they're having success because by formation, he isolated a defense who was not expecting it and made them reveal, declare, if you will, what they're doing. So that's great coaching. That's elite coaching. Now, at the end of that third quarter, NC State went, oh, got it. And they changed what they were doing. But you have to understand when you have no, when you have very limited talent, I mean, it's really yeah. difficult. Uh, yeah. And just follow up on that note about halftime adjustments and in game adjustments. It's a lot easier also to make an adjustment at halftime because you can take the guys, you, you're, you're away from the field, you're away from the scoreboard. You can sit in that locker room and say, okay, guys, this is what we're going to do. We have to do this, 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 and this. And it's easier for guys to understand it yeah. than, as opposed to being on the sideline. And then your other point is is very good as well. If you do that in the middle of the second quarter 
Now they can figure out what they're going to oh, do with halftime. Over. You're done. Whereas, You're done. Yeah. So no, that that makes perfect sense. And it, you know, they had a shot. I mean, they did get two touchdown drives to start the second half. They got the onside kick, two touchdowns, got back in the game. Defense held them. They had a chance, just couldn't make enough plays down the stretch. But prize Who's picks your pick tonight, Ira. Well, first of all, man, I want to recap. So Prize Picks is our uh, our new sponsor, and uh, first time I used them, they uh, the first time I used them was this past. Um, Yesterday, I used the made a couple of selections. I made an entry in the uh, Florida State game. You have to pick uh, between two and five players, correct? Uh, either over or under on rushing yards, passing yards, receiving yards, what have you. Um, in the game for Florida State, I took Devin Leary, NC State's quarterback, to rush for less than I think it was like one and a half yards. So if he rushed for two yards, I was screwed. But if he rushed for less than one and a half, I'm gold. That's half of my because I that was one of my two uh, selections. Um, they did it perfect, man. They sacked him three times. He had well under zero rushing yards. I nailed that one. My other selection though was Pokey Wilson over. I think it was like 35 or 36 receiving yards, 36 and a half receiving yards. Last time Mackenzie Milton started, Pokey caught like seven passes, a, a bunch of passes. The, I think the last two times Mackenzie Milton started, Pokey Wilson had a bunch of catches. Yesterday, over big big goose egg. I had the over, <laughs> but what's cool about prize picks is you can actually you can either. So if you get two or three, you can still win. Well, if you get, if you get both, you definitely win. I think my multiple was like three and a half times. Right. If if you, you can select it like a safer route, where if you only get one of the two, you get half of your uh your your bet back, or right. your pick back. So you've I, got. I did you. not do that though. I went all for it. I wanted the big money. And uh, I lost because Pokey couldn't catch 30 yards, 35 yards receiving. So I, I lost my first entry, uh, but I'm back on it tonight, Jeff. And I'm going in the uh, Titans-Rams game. I'm going with receiving, Tom. I'm going the receiving yards. Oh, oh let's go. Let's go. I'm taking Julio Jones. Oh, uh, uh, Julio Jones under 46 and a half. Mm. I feel like the, the Rams are going to shut him down. And then uh, I'm taking Daryl Henderson, a former Mike Norvell player, over 16 and a half yards receiving so those are uh those i are love this thomas like straight making the selections on the board while we do this there you go daryl henderson over 60.5 so that's what i'm going with it's it's cash money i think it's got to be gold <laughs> Tom, I, Tom's, Tom's so no, I, $2 million. I, I, I don't disagree with this although i do worry about your uh selection of julio jones i feel he's like go he's got to go over because we've lost our running back in tennessee and i say our like i care but yeah, I mean, I feel like they got to throw the ball tonight. All right, all right. So this will be fun. We're going to be watching closely to see if Ira nails his prize picks package here. I like this. I like the Rams defense. So that's yeah. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. So there's a certain corner that you respect. I, I feel like they've got a decent corner who might say, "Hey, Julio, it's not your night, buddy." Do you we'll think see. that he would say that and then maybe <laughs> say some other things about his sister and his wife and everybody? <laughs> he might. He might. But uh, yeah, they check out the promo code, people. If you uh, if you uh, use Warchan as the promo code, they'll match your uh, deposit, and you can have some fun as well, and maybe make better picks than this guy. And I know you're gonna you're gonna jump on board this week and make some selections as well. So this is my this is my week to make selections. I just got it, and I just got registered, and I'm all excited about doing it. So I'm pumped about this. So I'm in, and and next week, by the time we come on on uh, Sunday. I'm gonna have I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have like 19 picks. I'm gonna go nuts. So this will be fun. Uh, I'm excited. Now, well, you know how I am. So prize picks, everybody, go check it out. Hit the like button for us and uh, use code WarChant. Right? Use yep. you, deposit match 100. percent Use code WarChant. I wish. Can, you know, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, nah, I was just gonna say we could keep talking, guys. I mean, listen, uh, the anger. I've got anger. You've got anger. I don't mean you, Ira. Yeah. yeah. The chatters. I mean, it's all right, guys. I mean, listen, we all love each other. We love Florida State. I just get so frustrated with this idea that you cannot be patient when it's plainly obvious that this is just not a talented team and they've got a long way to go. And it sucks because they blew it up. You know, I mean, like people get mad about Willie Taggart's situation. I get it, man. They gave Willie no time. They gave Willie no time. The reason they gave Willie no time was so many things that have nothing to do with the field of play. 
Plenty that did, but plenty that did not. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And there was there was a lot of ass sorry stuff on the field, but there was so many things off the field, guys. And you know, I mean, I I think once you make the decision to start over again, the reason it's different than Mel Tucker at Michigan State, the reason it's dif- different than all these other places that you're talking about, is you're not now talking about three coaching staffs in four years. Three coaching staffs in four years is no way to build a recruiting class. So you're just, it's a different animal and nobody wants to hear that, but that's the reality. And it's hard. I, I hate watching us lose, but I see so much progress. And I also know that we have no, I say we, I'm an old guys. We've got no uh, option at this point. You, 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 and I'm not saying that's why you should stick with them. I'm saying, we really don't have an option, and also I see progress. So I think the whole thing is Ira was right earlier tonight when he said, listen, if they're 4-8 and eight next year, we're going to have a different discussion. <laughs> I, mean, I, th- I think that's true. But I also don't think they will be. And Ira, you have stated publicly and emphatically that you think Mike Norbell is a good coach. Right. I agree with you, by the way. I'm not sure about everybody on this staff. But I do agree that Mike Norvell is a good coach. Yeah, and, uh, you know, when you think about the things you're looking for, and, again, to your point about the difference between Willie Tiger, because everybody is going to bring that up all offseason. Well, you, you, you fired the other guy. The difference was all, all of the things that we see that are positive in this regime were not positive in the other one. The coaches didn't get along. The coaches didn't trust each other. Willie Taggart didn't trust the coaches. They didn't like him. He was having to fire coordinators every year, making guys run schemes they didn't want to run. The players didn't respect the coaches. There was all kinds of crap going on inside the system. So you had to go with the nuclear option and make a change. None of those things are in place right now. They're not winning. They're not winning fast enough. That stinks. That's the number one objective. But when all those other things are in place and you feel like if you get better players, then the wins will come. So it takes patience. But man, the, the you know the the time the 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 other problem he's facing is it's not it's not like Florida State just started losing last year when Mike Norvell got to town. The point you made earlier, why people don't come to games, they started losing in sixteen and seventeen. They really started losing it's in eighteen. Been a while. It's gotten worse in nineteen and twenty, and now here we are trying. They're trying to build it back up, but man, it stinks. It's been four or five years of this, and and people are tired of it. King Mike writes. King Mac writes, Talon has nothing to do with that fourth down call and the play call against JSU. That's on the coaches. Oh, first of all, the fourth down call against NC State was the right call. Secondly, the JSU call, you're right. Absolutely terrible. That's on Adam Fuller and the defense. 100%. Two different things. Two different things. And that's the thing. Like today, you know, some people come at me on the boards and say, oh, do you have to, you want access. That's what you've got to back them up. No, man, we all killed Adam Fuller for that defensive call. It was a terrible call. I'm not. I mocked it each of the next two or three weeks. Every time I saw somebody go to a prevent, I would tweet a picture making fun of it. It was ridiculous. It was a terrible decision. I'm sure he would like to have back. He's not going to admit that, but I'm sure he didn't like what we all wrote and said about it. So it's not like we're going to carry the water for them, but this was a different situation. I see what they were doing in that call. And, and the bottom line is there's no guarantee they win it either way. I mean, they were not the better team. They were. Oh, you're talking about the fourth down call. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. saying. I, I'm talking about Jacksonville State call. No, no. I guarantee you they win the game. <laughs> oh no, 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 for sure. I switched. I switched. Yeah. No, you're yeah, hundred percent. Um, so yeah, I man, we'll criticize them. They deserve to be criticized. But every call that doesn't work out isn't the worst call ever. No. And also that fourth down call, percentage wise, probably the right call. I, I I don't know. I'm just not worried about that. I mean, we're getting into minutia. P- fans are getting into should you, shouldn't you. Listen, they're not good. They, they don't have good players, and they're a long way off. You better hope this class sticks together. That's the whole thing. you got to raise the floor. So, Ira, it's always a pleasure, buddy. I'm Jordan, sorry, man. I, 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 I could do this for three hours tonight, guys, because I'm so tired of our fans. And, and <laughs> they're, they're so angry, and, and, and they, it's not an overnight fix, guys. Uh, I love you. I love you to pieces. And, listen, you can tell me to go fuck myself. I get it. But I'm just telling you, they're a ways away. They don't have a lot of talent. I said that before the year began. I think it's abundantly clear, but they're a likable team. They play hard. They play, they, 
they they really do fight. I mean, my God, it's 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 fourteen to nothing, and they're on the verge of getting boat raced. And the next thing you know, it's twenty one fourteen because of good coaching adjustments and fight. Uh, NC State fans had to be thinking, why are we in a game? Why? Because if I flip it, if I'm an NC State fan in that moment, I'm like, why is this a game? Right. Why am I worried about losing this game? I mean, honestly, think about it. Go back and look at that. I that's what I would be saying. Like, why are we in a game? Well, it's because the kids keep fighting. And the coaching staff is finding a way to make it close. Now, we'll see this week. I, I hope, like hell, they're healthy uh, and they get a chance to prepare properly because, Ira, you correctly pointed out, that's not a good Miami defense. You could maybe win a shootout. Miami doesn't like tackling. They don't like tackling. They're last in the country in tackling. So could this be a – because you're not going to stop them and it doesn't look like. So are we going to get 45, 42, something crazy? Could be fun. Last thing I want to say, King Mac just asked about the fourth down call again, and I want to make one last point because he said uh, in throwing the ball on third down, that is one thing I would say. I did not like the third down call. I didn't. Well, really no, like the, the second, second down call. Second, Ira, Ira, I agree with you. Yeah. Second down and third down. Right, second and third down. They throw the ball kind of down the field. It's you know you got a chance. You know, it's you're, if you're going to go for it on fourth down, right? Then you need to know that early in the in yes. that in, in yes. the down the distance. And if you're second and four. Man, you got to get something on second or third down to make fourth and four, fourth and one, or fourth and two. So I, I will criticize him for that. Um, Correct. I by the way, like by it. the way, catch the ball. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. The, you I mean, like receiver. the fucking call is there. Catch the ball. You've got a senior receiver, and the I don't think the rub route was run the way it needed to be run. Anyway, regardless, last thing I'll say, <laughs> I just wanted to acknowledge I'm not backing up everything they did. I didn't like the call, especially the third down because they threw it down the field. Um, but man. You know, but but just because a call didn't work doesn't mean it's a, a bad call. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Uh, be well. Hey, listen, Tom Lang, thanks for putting up with us. And uh, Kevin, thank you. Uh, be mad, angry, disappointed, indifferent, criticized. But there is a line between that and being disrespectful. Go Knowles. I, I don't Thanks, Kevin. Yep. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate you. Ira, thank you, brother. Always, always fun. Oh, there it is. There it is. The all-time great one. Uh, thanks, Tom. Thanks to all of you for watching very much. We do appreciate it. I know I get – hey, listen, I'm terse. You guys know this about me. I, I'll say it. I'll call you out. You call me out. That's okay. We do love you. We do appreciate you. Thank you so much for watching. Be well. Have a great night, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.